Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 73. Yeah, man. Welcome back. Here we are. You got something to start off with? Yeah. Uh, Netflix. They released their uh, budget for the year coming up for 2021. $500 billion. Pretty much. <laughs> $17 billion. Wow. They're like going all out because they basically couldn't spend a lot of money last year because of COVID. So there wasn't the productions. Right. So now they're like, you know, they're full speed ahead with just spending money. Where does that money come from? I mean, seriously, it's just subscription services. That's it. Like thirteen ninety nine a month. And that does it. I thought it was nine ninety nine. Don't most people share it with like three other people anyway? That's what I mean. Oh, and they, they do want to crack down on sharing as well. Okay. They're going to have something that's going to show up when you uh, log in, and it's going to be like you have to say, like, do you want to deal with who's using your thing right now or not? And you click on, I want to deal with it later, and you just keep clicking on it, I want to deal with it later or something. Okay. I'm not sure how it's working. They said they don't want it to seem intrusive, but they do want to crack down on, you know, password sharing, account sharing. Well, that's not great news for us, but... <laughs> Whatever. I come, come on. Who cares? Everybody does it, you know? Actually, that's the one that we don't share, I think. We don't share that. Yeah. I right. don't really share anything with anybody, really. Except HBO Max. Not that you know of. <laughs> not that I know, right. HBO Max, my girlfriend has an account, and uh, my best friend has an account. But, like, you put their names in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, ooh, I'm secretly giving it away. It's like, they're right there. I put their names in the thing. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not worried about it. It just helps them sell ads. As long as you make a separate profile, it helps them sell ads, so they don't care. Great. So let's get into something, man, because that's what we're here for. Go. Okay, so I watched this series that no one besides me and I guess you now, I just learned, have even heard of called Wayne on Amazon Prime. Yes. This is a 10-episode series. They're about 30 minutes apiece. It is gritty AF. I mean, from the first five minutes of this show, you know what it is. So watch five minutes. And if you don't like it, you're not going to like the rest of it either. But the thing I like about this show, well, let me let me back up. Let me give you the uh, overview of what this show is. This is about a uh, was he 16 or 17. Yeah, 16 year old kid. They call him in the uh, blurb, a dirty Harry with a heart of gold. But he's this kid that just can't help sabotaging himself and he's violent he likes to fight people he's a troublemaker he's a troublemaker and uh his mom left with some guy and took this trans am his dad dies and he wants to go get his car back so that's kind of the whole arc of the first season he meets this girl also i guess around the same age 16 or something dell dell and uh talks her into going with him it takes place in boston so it's very mark Wahlbergy. Right, but it's a road trip show. It's kind of a road trip show, but it's with some serious Boston. I'm I'm surprised. It it's very Wahlbergian, mm-hmm. the way that the characters uh, behave. A lot of violence, a lot of uh, fighting, a lot of blood, a lot of biting. It's uh, a dark comedy. It's very dark. But I'll tell you what, man. The writing, you know, I think you know, you write and stuff too. I think one of the hardest things as a writer 
is uh, writing conflict because you always want to get your characters out of trouble. That's like the natural inclination because you care about them. You don't want them to get into trouble. Whoever wrote this show, they get these guys up a tree and then they throw rocks at them. I mean, that's the whole show is just a uh, cascade of complications, if I can quote something from a writing class. This was created by Sean Simmons. I've looked at his IMDb, probably haven't heard of anything else. He's been doing other stuff, but it stars Mark McKenna and Clara Bravo. Isn't it Sierra Bravo? C-I-A-R-A? Well, some people pronounce it Sierra, yeah. Yeah, I'm like going every... with that. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Right? I think she's the reason to watch this show. Yeah, She was sure. the best part of it for me. Because even yeah. when it got a little tedious for me in the middle, those middle episodes, I was like, eh. Like, Dean Winters plays her father. Yeah, now. And they have these two, like, you know, doofuses as their, like, twin older brothers. They're, like, complete buffoons. I got a little tired of those guys. Yeah, there were some tropes. Now, let me back up for a second. So, Dean Winters, in case you don't know, is the Allstate Mayhem guy. He was also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 30 he, Rock. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. He he's works so all good. the time. Yeah, he's he's really good. Everyone in this thing is good. The performances are pretty good. And Mark McKenna, that guy's British. Oh, Did no you know kidding? That? Of no, course, I didn't know surprise, that. surprise, another Brit taking American jobs. Well, that's what they do. He's Irish. Yeah, he's great. I don't know if there's a lot of people. Well, Mike O'Malley you would recognize. But other than that, a lot of fresh faces. Yeah. But this thing is dark, but also very funny. But there's also a lot of heart to it. You know, I mean, the kid's dad dies and he goes to try and get his car back from his stepdad in Florida. That's the whole premise of the first season. You know, there is something to that, but... It does get a little over the top, though. Yeah, some of the characters, like that guy in Florida with the gold teeth Ugh, that owns that. Right. It gets a little uh, Tiger King-ish, but, I mean, that is Florida. There's I a think. lot of white trash elements in this. As far as I know, the Florida flag is just an alligator uh, with two husbands. Pretty much, right? <laughs> or something. But I don't know. This is Wayne on Amazon Prime. Well, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. This was a YouTube show. Oh, really? Right? So it was one season on YouTube, and then it didn't really get canceled so much as YouTube, their you know subscription service went bye-bye. The so it YouTube had, Red or you, whatever. Yeah. yeah, YouTube Premium, whatever it was, right? So the show was in limbo, and Amazon Prime picked it up, to test the waters and see if they want to pick it up for season two. Now, I read an article before I came over here that was published three weeks ago saying the state of season two was still up for grabs. They didn't really know it was going to happen or not. If it does come back for a second season, you're looking at late 2022 at best. Right, so they're not shooting it now. No. Okay. On social media, McKenna there and Bravo and the creator of the show, they've been pushing it like, watch Wayne, watch Wayne. And I guess it got pretty good numbers for Amazon, but they haven't made a decision. Well, they didn't promote the crap out of it like they do with some of their other stuff. No. I only knew about this because uh, listener Nick tweeted about it. He goes, oh, this is great. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it. If you stick with it, it's got enough gems in it, but I don't think it was awesome. Hmm. There were moments where I was like, uh, I'm dozing off here. Granted, I did watch this typically at like 1 a.m. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the only time I could get to my TV when it, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And a lot of the TV I watched was like 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. So, so you were kind of checked out. So by I was kind of checked out, but I did it in, you know, 
spent like five days watching it, right? I may do two a night here, one a night there, depending on the mood I was in. But I did it about a week. Still good enough to say it's a binge. What about you? Yeah, I think so. And now, on you know, I don't want to lean too heavily on Rotten Tomatoes because then otherwise, what do they need us for? But it does have 100 with the critics and 98 with the audience. So it's pretty highly rated. I really hope it comes back for season two. Again, watch the first five minutes. It's not for everyone because it is a little bit gritty. But I this is one of my favorite things I've seen in a while. So I'm going to give it a binge as well. What else you got? I don't have anything. Well, I mean, I have something, but now you're up, remember? Do you read the things? We make a schedule here. This you're says, next. This says right here, in and of itself, Demo. Oh, it does. Hey! I'm the one that's we not sh- We should print these schedules out and set them right in front of our faces. <laughs> oh, wait, we do. Okay. I got something. It's tricky to talk about. Why? Because if I say too much, I'm giving away the fun of it. So I'm going to have to, you know, uh, walk the tightrope here. This is a movie. It's basically the filming of a one-man show. It was an off-Broadway show uh, that ran from 2017 to 2018. It's called In and of Itself. It's now streaming on Hulu. It's from 2020, and it's one hour and 31 minutes. And that's all I can say. No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Okay. I can say a little more. This is more. a one-man show they just filmed. It's a one-man show they filmed. Uh, Frank Oz directed it. Fozzie Bear. Yoda. Yoda. Among Grover. Other things. Grover. Miss Piggy, dude. Oh, yeah. Miss Piggy. You know, we got to watch that Muppet Guys talking documentary and talk about that sometime. We got to. All Put right. a pin in that for sure. Write, write it down right now. I am. Thank you. And then share it with me because I'll forget. Okay. Now, this is... To say, in the most general terms, uh, a show about an illusionist. A magician. A magician. And I'll leave it at that. His name is Derek Del Guardio. Guardio. Guardio? As it's spelled, it looks like Del Guardio to me. Okay, Derek Del Guardio. Thank you. It's Del Gaudio. You know me. I I can never get names. (laughs) But of course, I got Sierra. What was the guy? uh, What did you just call her? Liv Shriver. Liev Schreiber. Don't get me started on Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right now, uh, this has 100% with the critics and 90% with the audience. This was recommended to me from a couple friends, and they were like, we don't want to tell you about it. Just watch it. I had seen uh, it discussed on Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert went to the live performance, liked it so much, he executive produced this movie. He helped put it together. Okay. Everyone should watch this. If you have Hulu, you got to watch it. It's free with Hulu. Free with Hulu. Like I said, it's an hour and 31 minutes. It's emotional. It's surprising. Really? And I don't know anybody that's seen it that didn't truly take something from it and be kind of wowed by it. Now, does he do magic tricks in the show or you're not, you can't say? Does he pull a hat it's out of a rabbit or anything? A hat out of a rabbit? Yeah. That would be a trick I'd like to see. <laughs> it's like an amazing Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Uh, trick. Yeah, it's he's an illusionist, okay? He's a magician, so there is that element. But it's strangely about the mystery of identity. You seem like you're getting emotional already. No, I... Uh, you know, I watched it a couple months ago, and it was one of the things where I was like, I can't wait to get back to the podcast to talk about this. 
even though I know I can't really say too much about it. But it will surprise you, and you will like it. Okay? Okay. Everybody will like it. They'll find something in it that speaks to them, and I'm not going to say, oh, it's a magic show, because it is and it isn't. That's already too much. I, you got to go in and not know anything about it. And that, I okay. think, will be the real treat for an audience member. Yeah, you well, know? that's the service we provide here at Binge or Purge is not telling anyone about anything. Right, exactly. So that's perfect. So, so this is, in and of itself, with Derek Del... Finish it for me. I'm going to go with Del Guadio. That's it. Thank you. No, that's not it. It's Del Gaudio. Binge, binge, binge. I might watch that tonight. Go for it. Okay. Like I said, it's not a big commitment, man. It's an hour and 31 minutes. I've got that much time. And then you're done. Everyone's got that much time, all right? And like I said, you'll find something in it that will interest you. And you go, oh, this is something I've never seen before. Well, you got me kind of excited about that now. Yeah. Watch it and then come back next episode and you can bitch me off for how much you hated it, right? You'll be the one person that's like, oh my God, in and of itself sucked. Why do you say that? That's hurtful, man. It you is know, hurtful. I like a lot of stuff that you recommend. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. good. Thanks. Not the animated robot. All right. Hey, leave that for later. All right. All right. Okay. All right, back to you, Hoss. Back to me. So I got something that, uh, again, no one has ever heard of. But oh, wonderful. That's why I get out of bed in the morning is to tell people about stuff they would never have come across. This is an Australian show. It's a four-episode miniseries. Ooh, four episodes. I'm in. Yeah, they're, and they're about they're a little less than an hour each. This is called Safe Harbor. What's it on? This is on Hulu. Oh, a double Hulu. No. No? Well, it was on Hulu. I think I actually watched... No, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. It's on Hulu and Peacock. Okay. Because I watched it with someone and she was watching it on Hulu and I was watching it on Peacock and they the ads are all at different times. So it was a, it was a mess. But anyway, Safe Harbor. So this is about this group of people who go out on a sailboat and they come across a boat full of refugees that are trying to come from, I think it was Indonesia, uh, to go to Australia. And there's like 40 people on this pretty small boat. Uh, so they have, and their boat broke down. So they have to decide in the first episode, I'm not spoiling anything here. This is all in the trailer. If they're going to help them, if they're going to leave them, if they're going to go get help, if they're going to try and tow them, whatever. So they make a decision and uh, years down the road, the people who were in the sailboat, the nice rich white people from Australia, they came across this group of, uh, you know, illegal immigrants on the broken down boat. They cross paths again. And uh, it uh, gets messy, as you can imagine. But we're talking about, you know, probably three and a half hours here. Could have worked maybe better as a movie than I don't know why you would do a four episode miniseries but um started out really good the premise is cool the initial conflict is cool the acting is amazing it's a little bit depressing at times you know you can't really get into a whole lot more than that but I think I set it up pretty well and again three and a half hours it's uh if you're going on a a flight or something download these four episodes and watch them because it is worth watching. It gets a little bit convoluted at the end. I don't. I don't think they wrapped it up very well. But it does get wrapped up, though. It's a complete story. Yeah, 
So I'm not going to like get stuck on a cliffhanger now. It's like, oh, come back for season. Two. Like, we're, this is it. No, it, it is what it is. And again, if you're going to do four episodes that are 40 minutes long, just make it a movie, I think. But they wrapped it up. It's fine. Um, it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. It's very like uh, tense. Uh, I would describe it as a almost as a thriller. There's not a lot of violence or anything, but I thought it was good. And, you know, we were talking, I think, last week about how a lot of the good content on the streamers now is from other countries. Yeah. Because, you know, the U.S. being shut down, you know, for a year and a half or whatever. This came from Australia, and I think they did a good job. I'm glad we imported this. If you're on a plane or if you uh, have three and a half hours to kill. Or a boat. Or, well, you're not going to want to go on a whole lot of boats uh, after this, I don't think. But I would say this a is... A pontoon. Yeah, a pontoon, a, a, a canoe, or a kayak, whatever it is. A dinghy. A dinghy. Is it good for dinghy watching? <laughs> That's your, your favorite pastime. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm just right, let's cut to the chase. This is a binge. So that safe harbor streaming on both Hulu and Peacock. Yes. Okay. Real quick. Now this one is not going to take very long, but I want to squeeze it in. Uh, as far as comedy specials go, and you know we have our we usually do an award for best comedy special. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now what my front runner is. Oh for, yeah. For this coming year, Nate Bargatze, who we've talked about before, yep. his last special was pretty good. He has a new special, as as you hear this a month ago, The Greatest Average American, one of my favorite comedy specials I've ever seen. It really was that good. Slow your roll. Really? I loved it. Have you seen it? No. Okay. First of all, he works clean, which, as you know, is almost impossible. Do you know how much I have to struggle not to be a filthy SOB on this show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you still come across that way somehow. (laughs) The suggestedness. Nate Bargatze, the greatest average American. It's an hour or whatever. He is so funny. And now they filmed this during COVID, so it was outdoors. It was actually somewhere down here, maybe outside the forum or something. Is it a car show? No, people are sitting at tables, people have masks on, whatever. But um, I heard, I think it was Theo Vaughn or somebody was talking about him. And they're like, a guy like that, it doesn't matter if people have masks on or if he's just in a room by himself, he would do the same act. You know, he's one of those types of guys. This was so freaking funny. Uh, I've recommended it to everyone. And I should say this is on Netflix, by the way. But uh, it's about an hour. Nate Bargatze, the greatest average American. Please watch it. You can watch it with your family, your children, um, your neighbor's children, you know, whoever. Uh, <laughs> why are you Careful. Look, why are you looking Careful. at me like that? Anyway, it's fantastic. This is 100% my front runner so far for the year for stand-up special. So it's a binge for me. All right. All right, now I'm going to break the rules a little bit. This isn't really a review so much. It's just this show I want to talk about that I started watching on TBS. Now I know we don't cover TBS. I know. Breaking the rules. Are you going to talk about a basketball game? What are you talking about? No, I know. No, I'm talking about Chad. Have you seen anything about this? Oh, must have. that's uh, Nassim Pedrad. Pradu- P- P- Nassim Pedrad. Okay. It's her show where she's all done up to play a 14-year-old Persian boy, <laughs> right? Okay. And like, I thought she was great on SNL. Yeah. Her whole thing is she likes, you know, playing funny little men. 
So this is her project all the way. She's the creator. She writes it. You know, it's all about her. It's her baby. And I've seen three episodes so far, and I kind of like it, but it's definitely cringe comedy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this kid is going to say everything wrong. It's like foot and mouth, every scene, and they let the scenes play out. You know, those pauses, those moments of silence where you're just like, is someone going to say something? Please, for the love of God, someone say something to get out of this. So it really stretches those, you know, humiliating moments out. And after three episodes, I kind of see what the character is. He's kind of annoying. You kind of want to slap him a little bit. The gimmick, obviously, is the fact that it's a woman playing a 14-year-old boy. But, you know, she gets away with it because eventually you just think of him as like a kid, you know? So it's a good performance in that. I'm going to watch the whole thing. This is not a review. It's just something that just came up on my radar, and I find it to be relatively interesting. I'm still out of whether how I feel about it. You know, it is cringe comedy, so if that's your thing, you might like it. If not, then stay away from it. Like, if you're like, I don't like the uncomfortable silences and all that, stay away. Okay. Now, she she interests me a lot, number one, because she's gorgeous, but she also uh, wrote, well, she was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she wrote for that show. Her sister was a supervising producer mm-hmm. on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And uh, her sister and Kristen Milioti have a show coming out uh, pretty soon on FX, too. So they must have some pretty good agents. They're also super talented, so it's not surprising. But uh, her and her sister both are uh, gems, I think. So I'm looking forward to everything else they're going to be doing. All right. So that's Chad. It's currently 10.30 Tuesday nights on TBS. It doesn't stream anywhere, so I was like, ah, should I talk about it? Because it's not really a streaming show. TBS, for some reason, I can't find where they stream anything. It's streaming on TBS.com. Anyway, moving on. Okay, well, so that's good. They're playing something besides Atlanta Braves games on TBS. So what else? You want to talk about anything you're looking forward to? Okay, two things. First of all, Your favorite thing is coming back, Joe, on May 14th. I know you're all excited about it. Cobra Kai. No. Love, Death, and Robots Season 2. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, I'm psyched. I'm psyched. It's going to be great. Come on, all you listeners that loved Season 1, how can you not watch Season 2, right? I love this stuff, man. Crazy animated sci-fi nuttiness, horror, whatever. Stuff that's going to make you go, I can't believe I just watched that in a good way. And I literally was just, I know, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to watch it. Fine. They had one short in the trailer where it's, there's a dog and there's a robot that's behind him, you know, picking up his poop. I'm in, I'm already sold. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the other thing I'm excited for, it's already out season four of the handmaid's tale. The first three episodes have been released already. Now it's going to go week to week. I haven't watched them yet. I am going to watch them very, very soon. I love this show. I thought season four should have been the wrap, but they've already been picked up for season five. I'm worried that they're going to milk this thing and drag it out to a point where you're like, just be done with it already. But having said that, I'm sticking with it to the end, right? Elizabeth Moss, this dystopian future, you know, the whole thing. I've Mm -hmm. reviewed it before. It's one of the darkest shows you can watch. I don't know where it's going this season, but I hope in a good direction. If it starts to falter, I won't be surprised. Anyway, I'm excited for that. So that's Love, Death, and Robots on May 14th. 
And The Handmaid's Tale Season 4, first three episodes are already available. Okay, great. Um, <sighs> one thing I forgot to mention, yeah. Nina Pedrad, uh, Nassim Pedrad's sister, also wrote the uh, Borat sequel. Really? Yeah, or she was a writer How many on people it, yeah. are in this family? Is that just three the two girls? Of, no, it's the two of them. Oh, the one that uh, was on Brooklyn 9-9-11-28, whatever? Yeah, that's the one who was on SNL, and then her sister writes and produces for a lot of... Uh, like three arts stuff. All right. So. Okay. Anyway, three arts. Uh. I was just trying to change the subject. Who doesn't whatever... work for three arts, right? Just yeah. us. We're the only two. Hey, three arts, hire us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll be beating down our doors anytime. Yeah. The one thing I'm looking forward to now, we'll get into this next episode, but Peacock has started to show up to the party with some originals and they are uh, not bad. Remember we talked about, well, Peacock's just going to thrive off of The Office and Friends and 30 no, Rock. No, they're not. Friends is on HBO Max. Oh, no kidding? Yes. Okay. Don't they have the reunion? No, that's going to HBO Max as well. Okay, I stand corrected, but mm-hmm. whatever. Personally, I've watched about 400 hours of The Office already on Peacock, but there's a couple originals that have come out that are uh, pretty... Uh, Here's an HBO Max for you. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk about that some other time. Great. Is that it? That's it for me. All right, I'm done. All right, Joe, where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, uh, Listen Note. Basically, anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find us. uh, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere. Email us, please. Binge or purge podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at binge or purge, uh, and on YouTube, by the way. And don't worry, there's no video, not yet, anyway. Maybe we'll start doing video episodes. I don't know. We're never going to do that. I think it's we too, should. No, it's too much work. I think people want to see uh, No. People want to see no. our beautiful faces. I don't want to have to put on a hat. <laughs> pants, you mean. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's one thing to do a Zoom meeting with no pants. It's another thing to come over here to my apartment with no pants on, but whatever. I, I mean, I, guess I enjoy the drive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you do. All yeah, right. I roll the windows down and uh, enjoy the breeze, yeah. as they say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening. We're back, and we hope to see you next time.